femininity is powerful in all its forms. Exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Valeria Radchenko. Valeria is a Flex alumna of 2019, an ex-ISEC member, and currently studying international relations and social communications at Boris Grichenko Kiev University in Ukraine. She is also working as an affiliate manager at the international company Jubal. Valeria is inspired by travel, creating aesthetic photos on her Instagram, writing poems, and dancing. Now she dreams of returning to a peaceful Ukraine. Valeria, how are you today? Thank you very much, Aziz, for the introduction. Actually, it's a lovely day, and I'm happy that we had a chance to find time for our conversation. So I'm really excited for the talk. Me too. I'm lucky. I'm honored. I'm grateful. And I want to explore you as a person and as a woman. Since this podcast is about girls, we should always begin with this. What is to you the definition of femininity? How do you experience it? Is it some energy, some look, some behavior? And do you consider yourself a highly feminine person or more masculine or middle? How do you feel? Thank you very much for such a thought-provoking question. Um, Actually, I believe there is no exact answer to this question because it all depends on your personality traits, um, how you feel yourself uh, in the society and in your inner self. Uh, But to me, femininity is actually represented through energy. Um, It's, first of all, something pure. It's about peace. Um, It's about your inner strength, which is represented through um, different things uh, in women. And if to talk about myself, I think that there is a combination of something feminine and masculine, because um, sometimes, yes, I can be pure. I just want to spread peace and uh, find something beautiful in the world. And sometimes I have to be responsible, which is, uh, first of all, connected, I think, uh, with masculinity, when you have to fear something, when you have to uh take a look at the competition for example um so i believe every person finds some kind of percentage of femininity and masculinity in themselves thank you and as you mentioned energy are you able to feel people's energy do you experience people in an energetic way or do you need time and conversation before you begin to sense the energy of somebody Um, Actually, to me, I think that it's important to have some time to understand what kind of energy the person is spreading, uh, because I think that for me, it's important to identify either I will be able to be um, that close or that open to the person. Um, And yes, I believe that energy is represented through talk, through maybe some gestures, through talking to a person, sharing and knowing their experience. And then you decide whether this energy fits yours and you can have something in common. Do you feel 
that you can get along in a more close way with any kind of person? Or do you feel somehow that there are soulmates, not in the traditional way, but like people you meet and you feel you know them all your life and you just vibe with them as if it's not the first meeting? I think it would be a great practice to fall in love with all the people on earth and to find something in common. In this case, you would have an endless amount of friends, I think. But for me, it doesn't really work like this. I guess I would have to um, talk to a person to get them to get them know uh, better a little bit to understand if we have some kind of a match or no. Um, so this is that's how it usually happens. Thank you. And since you said femininity is defined by each person and all that, to you, let's speak specifically. To you, Valeria, when do you feel the most feminine? And do you prefer partners or men or whoever who are more masculine, like some guests said, that that gives them a feeling of positive vulnerability and protection while someone else she said she prefers feminine men because it makes her feel powerful and lets her forget all her insecurities when she is in the masculine role share about your experience I believe that, first of all, masculinity is acceptable for me when I feel uh, protected and loved. Um, so that's why um, it's more easier for me to talk to men who are smart, who know what they want from life, who um, like to take responsibility and who can uh, give direct and straight answers to what they like, what they don't like, so that I don't have to wonder and maybe misunderstand some things. Um, yeah, so for me, I like to feel protected. I like when the person has some orienteers in life and when we can um, hopefully build like something together in terms of friendship or in terms of relations at work or in terms of just being friends or maybe having some kind of romantic relationship. Thank you. And, you know, there are some kind of stereotypes about touch, although they tend to be more correct than incorrect, but we will see. Like in Latin cultures, people are comfortable with hugging, even if they're the first meeting, while in some cultures, it's not. Some of the guests from Ukraine, the women, they said, in a romantic context, on a first meeting, they like to be touched because it lets them feel and experience the energy of the man and the person. While others said, I grew up in a family where there wasn't kissing or hugging or anything. So uh, touch is too intimate, too intense, and it's not something that she would be comfortable with until after a long, long time. Um, actually, it's a really interesting question because um, on the one hand, when people don't experience a lot of love or uh, touches when they're kids, um, it could be something not familiar to them when they grow up. But on the other hand, when you don't get enough love as a kid, you're probably looking for it when you grow up. So that's why you become more touchable or you want to maybe talk more to the people or to find out more about them. Um, so um, if to talk about myself, I'm a pretty touchable person, especially with the ones that I love or those people who I want to get close with. Um, it's not only about men. It's, it's Sometimes it could be even about girls when I 
miss uh, my uh, girlfriends and when we go somewhere I want to hug them I want maybe sometimes even to kiss them in the cheek or maybe to um, hold their hands and something like this um, so if to talk about like relationships uh, I believe that uh, there are some measures that are acceptable in terms of touches when you go on the first date for example uh, but yes when you feel that this is um, that this is a romantic uh, um, uh, some, something romantic that is coming from both sides, of course, I would probably become more touchable. <laughs> Thank you. And tell me about aesthetics and aesthetic photos. What message do you try to share with them? Okay. How do you know um, if... A f- actually, it is something that um, gives me a lot of energy. When it comes to aesthetic, is it a message you're trying to convey? Is it something... How do you tell when a photo matches your style and represents Valeria? What about it makes it something worthy of keeping, sharing, and putting on your Instagram or not? How do you tell? What emotions does it give you and why is it important? Um, actually, aesthetics is something that brings me a really great energy uh, because uh, to some extent, I think that I'm a creative person and I need to see something beautiful in order to feel good. Um, so first of all, when I look at the picture and it represents my mood, and in the majority of cases, I wanted to represent calm because uh, this is something that I that I miss right now. Uh, because of the whole situation in in our country and everything that is going on, um, and just in general in life, um, so to me it's something that has a connection between colors, shapes, something that represents your mood, something that looks beautiful. It could be sometimes just food, just a nice street, or just a talk about with friends, or something that just gives you a great um, energy when you look at it. Um, so in terms of uh, photos creation, it's re- also a creative process when you have to um, find things that match or when you um, want to represent a specific mood. So to me, it's a really creative job that can um, really give you a great time. I love that answer, and well, isn't that the energy of femininity? Indeed, yes. Uh, I think that um, it has some connection with feminine energy because um, it is also something pure, something creative, something that spreads peace, um, especially if we're talking about calmness. Um, So yeah, I agree, but also when you create um, a photo, there could be a different energy in it. It could be passion, it could be um, sadness or something, something like this. So I don't actually think that it's connected only with femininity. It could um, touch different emotions and feelings. Does your mood and your emotions change throughout the day in unexpected ways? Or since you said your favorite thing to convey is calm, are you more mentally in a way calm almost all the time actually my mood does change uh, many times throughout the day and especially when the war started it's really difficult sometimes to keep yourself in a um, calm mode um, when um, in one minute you're just concentrated on work or you have a nice conversation with friends and then you take a look at the news and there is something horrible happening of course it's it's difficult but i'm working on it to stay in the same mental stage and to give myself some kind of a peace, uh, inner peace, I would say. 
Um, so I believe that uh, it's important to find something that calms you down, that uh, reminds you about good emotions that can um, give you give you an opportunity to feel this um, stability in your emotions. Tell me about the war. How did it change you? How did you experience it? Who are you now? And how are you different because of this unfortunate invasion? I think it will be a really deep uh, question and long talk. Um, because um, actually, I didn't believe till the last minute that um, such a uh, horrible invasion would happen. Uh, because a lot of people were talking about it. Some people were expecting um, something horrible. But uh, as for me, I was uh, staying updated with the news, but I couldn't believe that uh, actual bombs would start falling on our land and people would be fearing uh, all of this and just escaping to the places where they could feel safe. Um, so when it all started, uh, some some of my family, we went to another region in Ukraine, um, in a village. Yeah, so we stayed there for some time. We were trying to help uh, other people, especially like in the region of Kharkiv. We were collecting some food and sending it there. Um, and after some, some time, we also traveled to a western part of Ukraine um, in order to be safe. And yeah, we were trying to help out there somehow. Um, and after that, we moved to Hungary. This is where I'm located now. And actually, it's um, horrible to realize that it's the 56, 50, if I'm not mistaken, 56 day of war. And of course, you you kind of adjust to it, but it's really weird phrase to say that you adjust to a war because it's it's definitely not something that you would want to happen ever in your life uh, but you again you have to stay mentally stable because if you don't that would be the desirable victory for our enemy and this is not something that we can accept i agree with you 1000 million percent and I want to understand something because millions and millions and millions of Ukrainians are now abroad. There are two things that are important. One, do you feel they will return when the war is over? Or it's natural and human that they will have new lives, new jobs, new educational opportunities, and therefore they might think, well, I already established something around here. Why return to some, to you know, to unknown situation in Ukraine after the war? Do you feel that will be the case or everybody will be more into returning, rebuilding, sacrificing and making Ukraine even better than before? Um, actually, I think that it all depends um, on the individual cases because I believe that people wouldn't be donating uh, so much money, wouldn't be sharing things, wouldn't be accepting people to their homes if they didn't want to come back. Um, so, of course, for some people, it's just it's just safer to go abroad, especially if you have a nice, a nice and safe place to stay there. Just wait to help in in ways that they can, and then of course come back home because this is something that you that you were building for many years. This is your family, your friends, your job, your I don't know your cat. Uh, so of course many people are waiting to the moment when they 
when they can come back, um, even though they are having a great time abroad. But for those people, especially, I think, for some young people who are interested in um, having some kind of work experience or living abroad, and they have such an opportunity now, um, it could mean that it's just it was just like, let's say, an opportunity to implement it all faster to understand if it works for you or not um, and they can just stay there and continue their lives uh, but I uh, do want to believe that many people will come back because um, I truly believe that Ukraine has really bright minds and they will uh, all help to rebuild the country um, so yeah thank you that's absolutely perfect to say and share and I know how important for you it is to talk about mental health to help people's mental health a lot of experts say that there will be a trauma because of this war in this generation and any Ukrainian alive today that there will be a lot more PTSD learned helplessness um, nightmares negativity and fear because of this situation and that you will need more generations to return to what was before or even better when it comes to mental health. Do you agree with this? Do you feel that a victory will bring back happiness to Ukrainian people and glory and heal the wounds or that there will be wounds in the whole society that will stay for a long, long time? Actually, I believe that, of course, everyone is waiting for our victory. And I do believe that it will happen. It's just the matter of time. And we don't know the exact answer when it will all end. Uh, but even though all the people are trying to understand that emotional stability is important and that you have to... Um, that you don't have to go to this uh, dark side of yourself where you just hate everything. You don't understand why it happened to your life and how... Uh, how you can just stay sane during all this. Um, but I think that the trauma will be left for sure. Um, and I don't believe that it's possible to forget and to forgive everything. Um, so I think that people would just have to stay united and to help each other out in terms of like um, understanding how to um, live with this and how to build like a future, positive future life. Thank you. And currently, you're outside of Ukraine, of course, you're keeping in touch with Ukrainians who are left behind or your friends all over Europe and the world. Do you feel maybe, um, I had a guest who she said she was in Prague and to her, Prague is almost like little Ukraine because everywhere she goes, she hears the Ukrainian language spoken, she sees Ukrainians and she feels almost like and a new um, architectural part of Ukraine. Do you have the same feeling? And do you feel that you're surrounded by Ukrainians everywhere you go? Or how is your experience of it? How are your emotions now with this whole situation living there abroad? Actually, I do see that Ukraine is literally everywhere now. 
um, I wasn't able to visit, of course, each European country, but um, you can find proofs everywhere online that people are taking part in protests. They are sharing posts. They are uh, creating some uh, handmaids um, and, I don't know, T-shirts connected to Ukrainian culture and all that. Um, actually, I don't feel the same situation here in Hungary that your guest mentioned about Prague, um, because uh, still in each country there is different uh, percentage of support. Um, but actually, I see that... Um, um, in in many countries, there are different ways of support in terms of like financial or maybe some uh, communities are created. Some people is given uh, some some help is given to people. It just depends maybe on the political side of views, of course, and the history behind it. So you personally, how do you keep yourself sane and keep your mental health and distract yourself from all the horror so that you don't go insane? What do you do? And what is your advice to other Ukrainians who might be in a negative mental place right now, unable to do much or to move forward, just frozen waiting for the news, glued to their phones, TVs, Telegram channels, etc.? I do believe that it's important to remind yourself what are the things that give you, uh, that bring positive moments and that give you a great energy, something uh, trivial or something um, connected with the routine that you had before the war, uh, because it reminds you about your previous life. It uh, brings back some of your habits, some of the uh, positive emotions, as I mentioned. So if you had something that um, brought you great energy, it could be dancing, it could be writing, it could be recording videos or singing, I don't know. Uh, it's important to let yourself do this even though there are places that are being bombarded, there are people who don't have access to food. I do understand all this, and that's why we have a lot of volunteers and people who are really united and supportive. But it doesn't mean that you that you have to um, intentionally put yourself in the same position when you actually have a chance to live a better life and to create something that will keep you sane. So it is important to understand what brings you pleasure and do it as much as possible. There is nothing bad about it. Thank you. And how did it make you feel? You spoke about all the volunteers, all the help from Europe. And even like many people didn't expect this much solidarity. How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel closer to Europe? Um, did it make you feel good about humanity that people are good everywhere how is your perspective about that help i think it made uh, me feel a bit more hurt by europe i mean because um, some people especially from abroad they didn't hear much about ukraine and of course it's really um, said uh, on one hand that they had to find out about us when the war started um, but still i see that uh, uh, European countries and people there, they value democracy, they value freedom, and they are trying to help in the ways that they can. Um, so it's it, it's really great to see that uh, pe people are staying united, even though we're separated by borders, but we are just united. But by one goal is to have, which is to have peace and to help people out, um, even by doing some some little things. Thank you so much, Valeria. This was. A privilege, an honor, and Slava Ukraini. Hello, I am Slava. <laughs>